we had our son and decided to get closer to family. So we moved back to Ontario and we lived in Jordan Station, Ontario, um, which is close to St. Catharines and Niagara Falls. We lived there for about 18 years with my husband's mom, taking care of our son and helping my husband with his construction company. Our son had been diagnosed with uh, Asperger's syndrome, which is a form of autism. So he required a lot of extra care and required us to have more of a structured environment for him. And now my son is studying at Niagara College in Welland, Ontario, and he's living there. And we've moved out to Halliburton and we're living off grid in a trailer. We're hoping to build a home and it's been quite the adventure. So that's quite a journey from uh, your ordinary like college life and moving to different parts of Canada to actually living off grid in a trailer. So <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I can't I can't imagine not living close to my my creature comforts, even for the sole purpose for my art creation, because I'm almost entirely digital. I do print some of my uh, stuff, but you know, just the thought of uh, living off grid for more for more than a week, and I'm not even a camper, so I don't even like camping. So oh, the thought the thought is like something I just can't get my head around. But um, I know. tell us, so tell us how you became how you came to be doing uh, digital art, and how, also how. How you still do it when you are um, in your, as you build your off-grid life and building a house and everything, you can tell us how, how that all came together. Okay. Well, the digital artist part is fairly recent for me. I always did uh, more hands-on, like painting and drawing. That's what I studied in university and college. But I was always interested in computers and I worked at them um, on various administrative jobs. And had some time on my own at home to play around on them. And I'm mostly self-taught in a lot of programs. One of my university professors in the late 80s was very interested in digital art. And it was just at the beginning of it all. She was showing us abstract and simple designs. And I think at that time, it started to seed in my mind. But I continued to paint and I continued to do photography as a hobby. I never saw my photography as a profession. It was only a hobby probably because it was really expensive and with the film and all that developing. Um, then I started getting into different programs on my computer and trying out the Adobe um, Dreamweaver course on it. Uh, I was going to get into web design, but that never really went anywhere. Um, I was also trying out Photoshop at the time, but it was really overwhelming. And at the same time, I was still painting with oils. But that's when I started to notice some health issues when I was painting. I kind of pushed them aside and I thought, oh, I'm just tired or it's just not feeling good when I was doing it. And I started getting a really strong reaction where my skin would be pink and then red. And it looked like I had a sunburn and it was really weird. So I stopped doing it for a while and then I tried to do it. And then I started getting my throat would swell up and having problems swallowing. I thought, oh, this stuff definitely not for me. I have to stop doing any kind of painting. So I decided to focus my energy on photography and Photoshop. I started taking more pictures and thinking about a blog, but that was kind of overwhelming too. That was a lot to start with. And I thought, well, then I got an email from Sebastian Michaels about a Photoshop artistry program. 
And I thought, I, I should give that a shot and see if I can create something online, like in a digital sense. I did part of the course, tried out a few things. I had lots of ideas, but didn't really know where to start. Then I got another email from Sebastian. It was about waking up. It was called Awake, Living the Photo Artistic Life. And I thought, this might be what I need. You get so wrapped up in the day-to-day stuff of life, taking care of our son, special needs. And especially at school and day-to-day life, it required a lot of extra care. So I kind of got lost in that. I really focused on our son and forgot about myself and my needs and where my life was going, what I wanted. The course started about waking up and doing artwork every day. And I thought, that's exciting and what I need to do. And I realized, hey, I'm an artist and I need to develop my artwork. So I started the course and it was really exciting. There's some amazing people in our Facebook group we created, very supportive, which helped a lot to kind of keep me going. Because there are times where you just kind of go, oh, I can't do this anymore. Or why am I doing this? And then somebody says something about your artwork and you're like, oh, yeah, that's why I want to do this. So it really helped me to develop and grow. And when I tried the, the application on my phone, it's called Autodesk Sketchbook app. I thought I needed to use it like Photoshop and like have lots of layers and create something spectacular. So I didn't use it for a while. Couldn't figure out what I needed to do. Then one day it just kind of hit me. I I have been doodling and scribbling and sometimes I had put it in my painting, um, just lines and circles. And I didn't really have a purpose for them. And when I was using the app, oh, I could just like, it was so simple. It just kind of fell together. And uh, I realized I could do this on my phone. I don't have to worry about getting my laptop out, just create, especially when we're in the process of moving and trying to sell the house last year. Um, It really simplified things. I could actually do my artwork regularly without having to worry about, oh, you know, I need to sit down, I need to get my laptop out. I could just do it while I was waiting for something, you know, um, in the car or, or standing in line at the grocery store kind of thing, you know. Pop it out, start drawing. So um, that's really helped too in the off-grid life because with my laptop, I have to plug in and we don't have that accessibility in the trailer. Um, we have to go into town or I have to start my truck up and plug it in and let the truck run for about an hour just to get it charged up a bit. So the thing about the cell phone is you buy these battery packs and you just charge the battery packs while you're driving or um, if you're in town or at a friend's place, hey, can I plug in my battery pack? Um, and it charges pretty quickly, and then you have your phone charge. So um, we have about six of those battery packs, and they work great. And, yeah, those have power if you need it. Um, but I also did some coloring books because they were really popular a couple of years ago, and I created two coloring books with my first designs, and they're for sale on Amazon. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that's that's really – so you do your art on your phone. You don't use an iPad. I have actually a Samsung tablet that I use oh, once right. in a while. But I find because I always have my cell phone with me, yeah. um, I tend to use the cell phone. Right. And uh, lots of pinching, like to zoom in. Yeah. So a two-finger pinch. So I do a lot of that. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you get used to it after a while. In the beginning, it was frustrating. I'm like, oh, I don't think I can do this. After a while, you get used to it and it just becomes another habit, right? 
Yeah. No, it's it's really cool because I know of uh, Autodesk's uh, sketchbook and I couldn't figure out the way to use it. For, well, I haven't really used it, but I have it. And uh, I know I, I was quite intrigued when I saw all the uh, sketches and doodles that you were creating with it. So mm -hmm. um, by then I was I was actually doing uh, I was well into Photoshop and uh, even my other apps on, on my iPad when I when I'm away from my laptop. Yeah. Um, so uh, I thought, well, that's, that's, that's really neat. That's really quite different. Right. So yeah, it is. it's pretty cool that you've been able to adapt, uh, the tools, uh, the technology to suit what you want to do and to suit your, your circumstances where, you know, you don't always have to plug in like a heavy laptop and, and so on, or even use an, I an iPad Although how you do it on the phone. You've got a lot of, you've got a lot of patience <laughs> in a really big screen <laughs> to do my stuff I with know, that. Right? I think, how can I do this? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you worked out a way to do it. That just shows, that shows creativity all in it, all on itself. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Part of it is just letting go and not being stuck in a, like, this is how you have to do it kind of concept and trying different apps, trying different things. That that really freed me a lot. I didn't have that before I started doing it all. But I think when I joined the Awake group, it kind of opened that up. And a lot of people were doing different things. I thought, I can do that. Yeah. So, Wasn't that I amazing, hope. though, that, uh, you know, from having one maybe traditional way of, of thinking or supposedly thinking, oh, this is the way things are done and this is the way things have to have to be done because they've always been done that way. You yeah. can actually explore new territory and just learn from what other people were doing and see other people doing different things. And that inspired all the artists to try a different way right and uh exactly. it really at least in my in my case it really it took off and i know it took off for lots of other for lots of other artists and i guess that was really good for you um the whole autodesk sketchbook because you obviously couldn't continue painting with oils because you were getting a a reaction yeah. um from it so instead of having to lay down your artistic abilities entirely <laughs> you thought okay we'll we'll find another way and do it so yeah. you know I, I think that is really good and really really encouraging so for people yeah. listening you know what there's always another look for another way you know to to fulfill that creative um that creative drive yeah and lately i've been doing uh, i'm trying out gouache because it's a medium that you can use between it's kind of in between acrylic and watercolor. And we have all this birch bark on our property. And I thought, hey, that's a free canvas, right? So I've been painting on the birch bark. But I haven't really... It's tricky because the birch bark, with the temperature and humidity in the room, will curl. So I'm trying to figure out a way to keep it kind of flat and keep the draw and, the, and paint on it. Basically, my my designs that I do on Autodesk sketchbook, similar designs, but yeah, it's been more, it's been a challenge. So that's my, one of my focuses that I'm going to try to figure out this. Okay. It's been really Very warm cool. this summer. <laughs> Hot <laughs> yeah, summer. This summer is, uh, let's not go there. It's uh, no. incredi incredibly hot. I, from, I'm looking out of my window at the moment. I can see some people 
Oh, I thought they were sunbathing. They're not. They're doing yoga on the grass oh, in front of. I mean, in front That's of this good. little park thing. And I'm thinking they're not sunbathing already, are they? The <laughs> sun, <laughs> I woke up. The sun was like high. And it was already high, and I thought, oh my gosh! And uh, it actually, looks like it's clouding over. So maybe there's even going to be more rain today. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so So, June, what inspires your creativity and in particular, what inspires your images? Okay, so most of my inspiration comes from feelings and experience. Feelings that have been pushed down for a long time. Being in a strict Dutch Christian Reformed family, there's not a lot of room to be yourself. So this is kind of like, hey, I'm going to let myself out finally kind of thing. Um, then other things are things I see like birds, nature, cars, buildings, walkways. Sometimes it's just the lines that intersect. And I think, oh, that looks, I want to capture that. Um, an example, I was watching people walk down a walkway and there was a handrail. And I just, the way that people were walking, the lines from the handrail, and the movement, and it's like, oh, there is something that there that kind of captured my imagination, and I tried to capture that. Other times, I'll see a bird, and he's moving around. I'm really curious to see where they're going, what they're doing, and I'll just sit there, and it kind of triggers a feeling or something inside of me, and I just want to capture that. It just feels like, oh, I really connected with that, and we also have Lots of bird feeders on our property in Halliburton. That's a priority. My husband enjoys it. Yeah. And I think that's where the abstraction comes from, because it's really hard to express a feeling with it. I mean, you can, but for me, for me to express a feeling, it's more in the form of an image. And I feel it's more in an abstract because it's a very subconscious feeling. Oh, yeah. Um, some of the inspiration uh, to keep growing comes from people that comment on my artwork. Um, I was at a point in my life last year where I wanted to stop. It was just after the move, and I was, there was so much going on. And moving into a trailer was so overwhelming. <laughs> Being off grid, it was like, ah, it was a shock. And um, I kind of stopped doing a lot of stuff because I kind of, you know, you get kind of stuck when you're kind of shocked, right, with all the changes. Um, I really wanted to do it, but when we got into the situation of living in the trailer and being off grid, it kind of was scary because there's a lot of things I had to learn all at once. I didn't really think that it mattered to people. Um, then a friend of mine commented and said, where's your artwork? And she was a good friend. And I thought, oh, I thought somebody's actually watching me and they're enjoying this. I thought, oh, that's really cool. 
So I realized I was kind of missing out on as growing as an artist because I had stopped. And so I just started drawing again and pushed myself to keep doing it. And then eventually I was like, oh, yeah, I'm connecting again and it feels good. I'm almost doing it every day. I try. Right now I'm kind of in a slump because it's uh, change of season. Um, I, I also do the books for my husband's company that has to be done this month. And other things that are required, we're trying to get things ready for the winter. So we have to uh, fix up the trailer a bit, uh, do some repairs. So it's just maintenance stuff that takes time and energy. And so at nighttime, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> just want to read a book and go to bed, right? Um, so I really have to push myself. But I am grateful that I have this app because sometimes when I'm not thinking about it, I'll pull it out and start and I'm like, yeah, this is what I miss. This is what I enjoy doing. And sometimes I sit back and I reassess and I think, oh, is this really the image that uh, showing what I'm feeling at the time. How can I change it to lines or circles or whatever I'm doing to really express how I'm feeling? And, um, but yeah, it, it comes and goes. And then there are times where I want to do it like three or four times a day. And then there are times where I don't want to do it at all. Right. So I think if I try to do it at least once a day, then that'll keep me motivated and keep me growing. Right. So you, you you use kind of like um, ensuring you do some art every day or almost every day as you can to make sure it to, to keep you motivated to keep going, yeah. right? Yeah. Because yeah. everybody has to use uh, something. And sometimes it comes down to, and you can tell me what you think of this, sometimes it comes down to just the discipline of doing it because sometimes you just don't feel like doing it. Exactly. And if you just rely on your feelings to do it, then maybe you would never do it, you know, exactly. but, it's, but as soon as yeah. you have done it, you kind of reconnect with that, with that creative drive and you're glad that you've done it. But by that time, you're not relying on your feeling. You're relying on the fact that I'm going to do this every day or every other day. And so today is my day for, for, do, for doing it, right? Exactly. <laughs> and it's so funny because sometimes you'll be doing it and you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to do it. You start doing it and then you make this amazing artwork and you're like, yeah. Oh, wow. That was a total surprise. Yeah. And then you get all excited again. So Exactly. Exactly. It's really cool how that works out. Yeah. So I always feel that, you know, the rest of life seems to try and rush in to prevent me doing my creative stuff. <laughs> I, like I really have to work. No, I have to work at it. Um, but not in a not in a negative way, but I have to be very careful because if I stop because oh, I don't feel like it or nothing's working, I have this um, I don't really want to call it a fear, but it kind of is a, is, is a fear that if I stop, I won't be able to start again. Or if I stop for yeah. too long, I won't be able to get started again. I'll be so far back that it will become a real uphill drive. So I make sure I do something, even if I don't post it or publish it. And even if it's something I'm like trying out a new technique or something like that. Yeah. And even if it only takes me 15 minutes, I, I do it right, and uh, yes. by that time I'm not relying on my on my feelings. It's like I, I'm just going to show up and do this because it, I'm doing it for me to keep you know to keep that muscle active. Really, that's that's how I think about it. Kind of use it or lose it kind of thing. <laughs> that's true. And the other part I find too is uh, sometimes just doing like doing the printing of the image 
like doing some printing of your work is part of the process too. Because um, if you just let sit, like I'm in that process too, we have, we have this um, called a mobile unit and it runs on a generator, but of course it costs money to run, right? Cause it's a diesel generator. Um, so we don't turn it on very often, but when we do, it has air conditioning, heat and electricity. So I can go in there and print my images, but uh, I just got to do it, right? It's the same thing with the artwork. You just got to do it, get it done. Absolutely. And you make a really good point about printing your images, particularly in this digital world where if you're not careful, everything, I mean, from practical reasons, sometimes you can't print every single thing. But I think it's a good idea to print some things because art it has its, this physical dimension to it. And it becomes real when you print it and put it on your wall or when you print it, somebody buys it or somebody you know sees it and takes it and tr- it has that physicality about it, but it's 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 very important to I think print at least some of your work because then you have it in your hands and you actually yeah. see what this thing looks like and it's a very different experience from seeing it yeah. on a, a computer screen even when you've created it. <laughs> you know, I know it's amazing. Eh? <laughs> it's mind-boggling the difference. It is, right? it is, and I think that's because we create it in a digital um, in a digital dimension as opposed to. Necessarily painting it on a canvas or an, a physical easel and everything. We don't. It's a different experience. So I think it's very important to to bear in mind printing your printing your artwork. It's uh, it gives you a really 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 good feeling when you when you see it. You think, wow, mm-hmm. I did this. <laughs> yeah, it is, so, and it really kind of puts into perspective. And also, great way to see how you progress. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Forget right your you goals. And it's a great way to look back, kind of get that tactile experience. Yes, completely true. All right. So how do you keep growing creatively, June? And oh, I've asked you this one. Uh, Yes, I have. Sorry. No, don't don't tell me that because you're just repeating (laughs) yourself. (laughs) All right. Let's go. Let let me ask you this question. Can you share, share a bit with us about how your art has impacted your life and the life of other people? Um. Okay, so I have heard from a few people on social media because that's generally how I share my artwork. Um, that they actually look, they look forward to seeing my images or designs on their Instagram feed, which is very awesome. Uh, another person said they've started using that Autodesk sketchbook application because of what they've seen me do. And it's exciting to see what they've created or are creating. Otherwise, other ways it's impacted my life is that it opens doors for conversations about art, digital art. And I've also started calling myself an artist and photographer, which is a big step for me. Okay. Um, so why did you think, why, can you just say, why, why was it such a big step? Did you, you didn't feel that you were an artist when you first started creating? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just felt, oh, this is something I like to do. It's a hobby. And I'm not, I don't know. Funny how you don't really see yourself as an artist, even though you are. And I think it's just what I was doing at the time. I was working, my job at the time was working in administration. So I had various jobs as a secretary or receptionist. And that was who I was. It's kind of like my label, right? Um so this was something as a hobby, something I like to do. Um, 
But then after, when I was in the awake uh, courses, when I was doing the courses, I realized I had kind of left, I had gone to school for this. This was a big part of me. And that helped to get that opened up again. And I realized this is really what I want to do. Excellent. That's wonderful. Okay, June. So what are your, what would you say are your two biggest challenges and how do you meet them? And obviously you can do like first challenge and how you meet that and the second challenge and how you meet that. But tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So I, my two biggest challenges I kind of put together as one big challenge. They really have two parts to it. Um, part of it staying healthy and um, living a balanced life. Um, I was diagnosed with a bipolar disorder when I was in my late 30s, in my early 30s. Um, I've always struggled with depression since I was in my teens, but I was never diagnosed. And it's been difficult because when I was younger, I didn't tell the doctor I was having manic episode I just thought this is me I'm normal I have energy I'm excited about life and that's what I thought and I didn't understand what was happening um but thanks to the modern medicine and counseling um I'm able to be more comfortable in understanding what's going on Basically, when you have the depression part, that was the part that really scared me because you feel you don't feel important. And you feel like you don't belong anywhere and you just want to disappear. So that's that's when I started seeing the doctor and they would give me antidepressants. But then I would go into like a, a manic state and I wouldn't see the doctor <laughs> and I would stop taking my meds. So uh, I needed to, just after my son was born, I was in the Calgary hospital for a couple of weeks and that's when they diagnosed me and figured out what was going on. And, um, yeah, so I'm on, I do still get mixed, uh, what they call mixed state episodes and this can cause uh, high blood pressure, which causes a uh, breathing difficulty, shortness of breath. The medications I take help, but it's not a perfect science, but sleep is really important. And having a healthy diet helps too. So those are my really two big, other than living in a trailer and being off-grid, pretty big challenges. But I've been there since the fall and I feel like we've learned a lot and are able to deal with it much better. I feel more comfortable where we are. So, But finding that balance, is it's a daily challenge. All right. That's... That's really interesting. It is, it is a big one. Like I said, uh, living off grid and uh, even just a complete uh, change because it's not just moving to a different uh, place. It's actually, uh, you know, living off grid or, um, in a completely different different way. So, but you're you're you're. It's clear that you're learning every day, and you feel a lot more comfortable there than you than you did initially, right? Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just be more comfortable because you have to start the generator every day to charge the batteries. Little things like that that are at first really overwhelming. Now it's just like, oh, done. It's like a checklist, right? Of all the things you have to do for the day. It's done, done, done. Okay, now I'm free to do what I want. <laughs> and did that, was, was that, um, 
was that a result of over of happening over time or did you did you stop and look at it very specifically and said and say okay don't worry about this it's all going to work out was there anything in particular that you did or it just evolved over time that now you're more comfortable because you're more familiar with it I think it evolved over time it was just practice and learning and when things go wrong how to be creative in the moment and you know I think that's helped with my artwork too that kind of living is a very creative type of living if something goes wrong, like batteries are broken or they don't want to work and your generator cord pole goes and you can't start your generator and, you know, all those things. And you try to go, oh, yeah, so if I just change, I learned how to change the cord, the pull cord, and I learned how to change the oil on it, learn all these things, right? So, yeah, yeah. it's all learning over time. I love that phrase, how to be creative in the moment. Yeah, it's a good that one, <laughs> That should be one of your designs soon. <laughs> I'll work on that today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's brilliant because you have to be creative in the moment. You don't necessarily have all the usual things that you will turn to. Although yeah. you'll, you will now have your usual things based for your situation. So you'll know what to do. But, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You're listening to Nikki Jensen Art Talks with my guest artist, June Crisco. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can listen to it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you stream your podcasts. Let's get back to the interview. In the beginning, when I started the digital art, it was a lot. There was lots to learn. I was trying out different applications, learning the courses from the Awake program. Um, as well, I was reading all these marketing materials about social media when you should post, what time of day is the best time. And I started to follow that, but then I realized it was too structural for me. I like to more do it when I'm in the moment. So I just wanted to post my pictures and my digital art, do my photography, so I did. It's taken a while to build up a following, like people to follow me, but I find that posting every day or almost every day, people like that kind of become like a reliable source of digital vision or information or photography that people like to look at and they look forward to it. So I still try to post every day, uh, mainly on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm trying to keep my website up to date, but since I'm doing it myself and lots of learning to do, it tends to be on the bottom of the to-do list. I do take lots of breaks and try to do short bursts of social media. So I'm not sitting down all the time. Um, moving up to Halliburton has helped a lot with that because it's so beautiful. You want to be outside all the time. And since we have to haul our water and all that, I do uh, have to be more physically active. Um, plus, I have my own garden, just a small garden right now. Uh, I want it to grow and be bigger, but that will take time. Um, but this is an area where the root vegetables grow well. So I have lots of potatoes and onions, but my other plants aren't doing that great. <laughs> you <laughs> have to I work have on to bring, those. I know I have to bring water down to water them. And I just like, if you don't have the energy, you don't have the energy. Yeah. Yeah. It rained. It rained yesterday. So they're happy now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like, I like how you, um, 
um, highlighted the fact that you found, literally found your own groove, really. Yeah. There is, there is such a lot, particularly with social media. And if you're a, a digital artist posting online, when to post, how to post, what to post, all, all, of, all of that. And uh, so it's good to find your own, uh, to, be, to, to be able to have some sense of consistency, but to find what works for you. That's really what it comes down to. Because if you worry too much about, you know, other people and other things, you, you just drive yourself nuts, really. You yeah, just like can't maintain so much- it. There's so much digital information, like, oh, you have oh, to yeah. post at four o'clock on Facebook. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to get anybody to click <gasps> on it. And yeah. I thought, oh, that's not going to work for me. That's all. <laughs> the people who want to see your work will see your work, right? They'll, they'll, they'll find a way to see it. So that's yeah. really, it all, it all works out uh, that way. And like you said earlier, if you stop posting after a while, people will just wonder, oh, where, where is she? Is she okay? Is she still posting? Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. happened? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so true. So, yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. It is good to find your own uh, your own groove there, and I'm really happy to hear that. And I hope that's encouragement for people listening. That you know, don't don't worry too much about the, the whys and the wherefores. Do what works, but but do it consistently. That is yeah. quite important. Be consistent, whatever frequency. Just be consistent about it. That's a big step. <laughs> a really big one. Okay. So, and is there any anything in particular? you do to keep yourself motivated? Um, I think the first thing I do is open up my Autodesk sketchbook application on my phone. That usually helps get me going. Um, and then just start drawing. Sometimes I struggle to finish it and I just, I can't decide on colors and back and forth, back and forth. And finally I just say, okay, that's it. I'm done. Close it up, save it, post it, done. And then, you know, it just doesn't matter. Just do it. Other times I've used um, relaxation techniques just to do some deep breathing uh, to quiet my mind. Sometimes it really works because images will start to pop up. So that's wonderful. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I want to capture that. And then I'll just do it. Um, but sometimes when I'm more on the hyper end of things, uh, my mind doesn't want to stop. So it really pushes me. Don't, don't do any deep breathing. Just, just keep going, keep going. Right. And I'm like, no, I need to stop. So, uh, I think everybody has those little inner struggles at times. Oh yeah. You just have to work through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So June, where can people find out more about you and your work and how can people get in touch with you? Um, I have a website, junecrisco.com. So it's J-U-N-E-K-R-I-S-K-O.com. And I'm on Instagram as June Crisco. I'm on Twitter at Crisco Girl and Facebook as June Crisco Artist. I'm also selling my artwork at the Rails End Gallery in Halliburton, Ontario. And I'll be selling my artwork at a store in Norland, N-O-R-L-A-N-D, Ontario. It's all close to here. As a little shop called Zebra of a Different Stripe. And that's basically where I'm at right now. I'm on Pinterest, but I don't use that much for my artwork. I I do post there, but um, that's more like an information for me. Yeah, for inspiration, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just daily like gardening, DIY yeah. projects. The other part of the other part of your life. <laughs> yeah, the other part of my life. <laughs> 
Okay, so people, that's uh, that, those are, that's where you can get in contact with June and find out more about her. And June, um, if you haven't already, you send me a link to a couple of your sites, like particularly your Instagram, because I think Instagram's great for uh, things in a kind of gallery way. Um, yeah, it is really, it's, it's really great. And, uh, and also your website as well, so people can go there and, and look at your beautiful artwork. All right, so mo- moving on. So June, what's your vision for yourself and your art, your creative life, and where do you feel you are on that journey? Well, I feel like I'm kind of just on the beginning with my journey, just starting with the digital art. I think about where I want to go and what I want to accomplish as an artist. Realize, yeah, it's a pretty big world out there. One of the ideas, like I mentioned earlier, was painting my abstract images on birch bark with uh, gouache paint. And I've enjoyed doing that. I just have to figure out a way to make sure it stays flat and be able to present it in a professional manner. I'm still working through that. I have some framing ideas, but I have some other ideas that have to try it out and see if they work. That tends to take time and money. So I'm just taking my time just to see where it goes and giving it time to develop on its own. Other ideas I have are to be in gallery shows with my digital art. I will be actually in a show. This will be my first official show, I guess, on Thanksgiving weekend in Halliburton, Ontario. It's going to be on for five weeks. That's all the information I have on it right now. I'm going to be with another artist who is a wood, uh, master wood carver. His name's Greg Gillespie, and he does birds. My artwork that will be shown is called Bird Song. I did it last year, actually on my 50th birthday. Uh, so it's quite a special piece for me because it was a time where we were in the process of moving and changing our life, and a lot of change was happening. And it's called Bird Song. It will be on one wall. And they're going to print it out in G clay, a G clay print, and it'll be four feet by five feet. And so it'll be quite something to see it that large in a physical sense. And they're going to have a video projecting. I do the little videos on the sketchbook application, and they're going to take a couple of those videos and slow it down and project it on a wall and play it during the show so people can see my process. So that would be really cool. And yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. That does sound exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and so I've I've seen that um when you um because I know Autodesk has this way of um you can actually see see you doing it doing the strokes. I mean it's kind of like it records it. So when they do the <clears throat> the projection, are they gonna show it at that speed or slower speed? We're gonna slow it down. Okay. When it's that fast, it's like <laughs> whoa. My head's I see spinning. It. Yeah, I see it. It's okay when you're looking at it on the small screen and it's like, whoa, that's really fast. I think it's like under under ten seconds and it's it's yeah. done. I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're gonna they must be going to slow this down for the for the uh for the projection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it'd be a little too much having it go that fast. Yeah. Right? yeah. People don't wanna look at it, right? Yeah. Too much visually. Yeah. 
they or they'll just be overwhelmed. But uh, cool that they're gonna sh- they're, they're gonna slow it down. So that, yeah. that's really cool. So you're on you're on your way. Everybody says that they're at the beginning of the journey because I think the journey is like really it's never ending, right? Exactly. It, it, it's an ongoing journey, and we learn along the way, and we get to we we achieve one thing, and then we're on to we 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 go on to the next one, and you know more opportunities and things open up from you know what we've achieved but it's ongoing so so thank you for for sharing that and uh it looks like you're you're well on your way and uh so everybody heard that june's doing uh going to be at a gallery show uh did you say the thanksgiving weekend you said yeah the thanksgiving weekend weekend. october 12th okay yeah that is the thanksgiving weekend october 12th yeah all right. And, yeah, and there will be another person. Um, there's going to be three of us, but the other person is a collector of bird things. Right. So it won't be his artwork, but it will be a collection developed over time. So it should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very cool. All right. So let's talk briefly on, on, on these last few questions I have for you. So what's your take on social media? Now, I know you've talked about it. Uh, you, you do use it. So... Just say briefly how it's helped you in reaching your artistic goals and if you'd recommend it. Well, I like social media for the ability to reach many different people and see what other artists are doing and how they're creating their digital art or painting or any other physical type of artwork or digital artwork. Uh, It really opens up opportunities. Um, One of the things I've noticed is I get a lot of different artists like my work. And then I go and check them out. And there's some really cool artists that are liking my work. And I go, wow. So I follow them or I just keep a tabs with them just to see what kind of work they're presenting. And there's some really um, real artists because there's, sometimes there's a lot of fake stuff out there. Um, just uh, seeing if they're real people. Because I find there's a lot of... Uh, but he get a lot of emails and advertising and stuff. And they always want to tell you, oh, this is the way you got to do your artwork or you got to have it this way. And, and yeah, it's just like, oh, this artwork works really great. And because we make money at it, so you should do it this way. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> um, with social media, there's also a tendency to be sitting for a while. So, again, I try to mix it up, find a balance. Um, but I really have to push myself sometimes. Because you can get comfortable. But uh, like being out on the property, having things to do uh, has helped a lot. Good thing about it is it's like a, I find when I go to show people, I can say, oh, here, look at my artwork. It's all on my phone. That's a good part about the social media and posting every day. I can say, hey, go check me out or here, look at this, what I do. And it's just a visual and simple way to view art. I find that Instagram is like a viewfinder to the world. It is so amazing just to be able to scroll through and then go check out other people, see their artwork. And even there, some people do like I do, and they have their life involved with their artwork. So they can see, you can see they're a real person. Mm. That is, uh, that's really interesting, actually, because some people do it where they don't have anything other than their art you know that's one way of, of doing it they don't mix it up with stuff they're doing or anything like that it's just like a visual of of their art 
development and uh, they may say things in, in, in that, but, and then some people, you know, mix it up with, with, with their life. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and stuff. So, you know, two, two very different ways of doing that. And I'm sure there are more cause it's never just, never just one yeah. way to do something. <laughs> I so tend true. to, I tend to be in the for in, in, in the former. Um, but I do like, but on, on Facebook, I kind of share more of my life stuff as well. True. Uh, but on Instagram, I tend to just, it's just, now, anyway, it's just mostly mostly my art. I'm trying to use the stories, but I'm, you know, I find it really hard to use stories. But I'm trying to use that to kind of show, kind of like the life, what I call the lifey bits, because I do a lot of other stuff. But it kind exactly. of breaks up my it, it breaks up my feed if I put like a photograph in. Like now that I'm so used to doing my art stuff, if I just put in a photo, it's like, okay, that's different. Yeah, <laughs> and you get some noticeable. It's a bit of a shock to the system. <laughs> so I'm trying to use my uh, uh, the Instagram stories to show like off the cuff, like um, stuff that I do, photographs and other things that I'm, do- that I'm doing, which are kind of related, but, you know, wouldn't really fit in my feed. <laughs> That's my way of, uh, of, of doing, doing it. But yeah, it's, it, it, um, Instagram and social media, it's a re- great window on the world and a great way for us to reach people with our art, which we, which we wouldn't have had before actually. So, um, you know, you're, you would be limited to your area and who happened to know about you and if they happen to talk, talk about you. Right. But now you can reach people all over the world, you know, as long as they've got Instagram and or Facebook. So I think it's, um, it, it is recommended if, if, if only, for, if only for that reason alone, highly, highly recommended. Okay. Sure. So, so June, um, coming to the end of the this very interesting interview, thank you so much for sharing. Do you have any tips for artists and creatives who would like to do what you're doing in their own creative life, or you know who may want to become creative? And in this, I'm not so much talking about you know social media and Instagram. Just general tips for people who might, oh, they want to be more creative. They want to, um, they feel they want they have this creative expression, but they're maybe letting things get in front of that you know that what would you say based on your own experience in life um well i guess the biggest tip i have for other artists and creatives is just to do some internal work moving up to Halliburton has really helped me to become quiet it's a smaller town it's a lot quieter i don't have all the traffic noise living in a forest basically we have 29 acres trees so that helps me, it's a lot quieter. Fine for people, if you're able to take some time to really focus on yourself, do some internal work on a spiritual level, or just being able to do some relaxation techniques just to focus on what's going on inside of you and listen to yourself. There is a lot of outside influence. For example, try this drawing, do this artwork, do this painting, try to do this style. And with emails and advertisements when you're online, there's a lot of people saying, oh, you've got to do it this way. This way you'll make money. Because when I started being an artist, I didn't believe I could make money. And so I stopped being an artist. And then as I realized, I was really missed it. It was such a big part of me. I did it as a hobby. And I just gave away my paintings to family and friends. I didn't really see me being an artist at the time until my son got older and I realized what was missing in my life. Then we moved to Halliburton and I could spend time 
that just helped me to grow and develop my artwork and focus on me. And I think it, it is important to try different types of artwork, painting, drawing, old school styles, tactile styles of art, and then also try digital art. And then work on what's going on inside of you because we all have a story to tell. I, I have a lot of stuff going on inside of me that I've had for years, and I didn't do anything about it until I realized I was kind of free to do my own thing, and it didn't really matter what other people thought. That took me a long time to get That's really profound, June. Thank you so much. Thank you. you made so many great points there. Um, and I just wanted to just touch on like the flip side of social uh, media and all the outside influences, as you say, is the um, pressure to listen to the outside influence as opposed to listening to your own voice and your own um, inclinations, right? Because you're right, there is so much out there with the advertising, like do it this way, you know, this is the way to do it. If you don't do it this way, it's not real or something like that. And it takes, it takes a lot of um, will to actually resist that and, you know, strength and yeah. belief in yourself to be able to resist that. But if you don't resist it, you're all over the place, right? Wondering, you know, well, because this person said it's good and they're well-respected, does that mean this is the way to do it? And if I do it my way, yeah. is that going to be, you know, seen yeah. as ridiculous? And it's like, well, who cares if it's seen as ridiculous? It's your way. It's what you want to do. So do what you want to do. But you, you're absolutely right. You have to listen. You have to stop and listen and go in and listen to yourself. And we have to do that more. We have to do that more often. I think we probably don't do it enough. And it's it, it's a discipline, right? In it, in and of itself. So thank you for those real, uh, profound wisdom tips oh, for, for <laughs> creatives. <laughs> it's true though. We it, it it tends to get lost, and we have to talk to other people. And say, well, how did you? How did you do? What do you do? How did you? How did you figure this out? You're still figuring it out. But, you know, these are very useful tips, which is why I always ask that question, because everybody has something which I find, oh, yeah, that's something that we need to think about. All right. So do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share, June? Sure. Um, One thing I forgot to mention was that I will, I've been interviewed for a magazine, um, The Awake Group, and it's The Awake down under group that are based in Australia. I did a, a written interview with them and it will be published in their November magazine. So I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be exciting. I feel like this year has just been like one exciting thing after another. So I feel like I'm really moving forward. But I do want to say something I never focused on, but now I am is it's important to think of yourself as important. For years, I thought I was just another person on the planet, just here to live. And then I realized how important it was to really express myself and to hear people and also be heard. I grew up in a large family, five kids, so I wasn't heard. And I also thought, that's the way it's supposed to be. But it's not. And don't be afraid. Be yourself. That's basically what I'm trying to do. Thank you so much. A really beautiful way to end uh, our interview. Uh, think of yourself as important and mm-hmm. hear people, but also be be heard and be yourself. That's just beautiful and so, so, so true. Yeah. So thank you so much, June, for You're sharing welcome. 
yourself. Your... Thanks for doing this with me. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we you got like there. It. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, we had some struggles. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the first time. We won't, we won't go into that. In, into yeah. <laughs> that. But uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing June from Halliburton. <laughs> is that yes, you I'm, actually, I'm actually in the local radio station. They have a boardroom they allowed me to use because it has high-speed Wi-Fi. So, it's so cool, great. actually, because the uh, it's it's been really, really smooth and no noise interference or anything like that. So yeah, I think yeah. it's the per- I think it's perfect for uh, for this. So thank you so much for joining us from um, the local radio station. That sounds very cool, actually. <laughs> Canoe FM. June Crisco joining us from Canoe FM. That's a little plug for Canoe FM for whoever's listening. They're a very creative radio station. I, I really oh, enjoy wonderful. Well. Thank them for me for um, um, allowing you to broadcast from their premises. <laughs> In the boardroom. In the boardroom. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Nikki Jameson Art Talks with my guest, June Crisco, a digital artist who does some really wonderful art, art sketches using auto... Is it auto, it's Autodesk, right? Autodesk. Autodesk sketchbook application. That's it's it. Autodesk. Name. It's yeah, like- that's why I couldn't <laughs> remember that bit. I knew I Autodesk and I knew there was Sketch. So it's Autodesk Sketchbook. And it's a really brilliant application, actually. Um, I, I have, while I haven't used it, I have seen what it can do in June. June has really made it bend to her to her artistic and creative will there. So you could always check check that app out and also check out uh, June's work. There will be lo- links in the show notes. So thank you again for listening. You can follow the Nikki Jameson Art Talks and listen to more great talks from some wonderful and inspiring artists uh, coming up in the near future. So stay tuned. Take care of yourself and bye for now. Bye bye. Bye, June. Bye. You've been listening to Nikki Jameson Art Talks with my guest, June Crisco from Halliburton, Ontario. I hope you enjoyed our interview. You can find me, Nikki Jameson, at Nikki Jameson Art, NikkiJameson.com, and Nikki J on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. Take care of yourselves and see you next time. <laughs>